0: wanna go ahead and read the thing
1: it's gonna be a short thing today but i will read it read it slow (laughs) it was a day of religious significance easter monday it was a battlefield besieging the cathedral town of Chartres, with its defense led by the abbot of cluny and it was as if the will of god reached down onto the battlefield and gave the soldiers a good old-fashioned smiting Routing an English army and killing a thousand men in an afternoon. It is a fascinating footnote in the chapter of history called The Hundred Years' War, a disaster within a disaster. And on this episode of Relative Disasters, we are looking at Black Monday of 1360. Welcome to Relative Disasters, the show where my sister and I manage our existential dread by talking about terrible and interesting historical events, their context, implications, and any related sidebars we feel like discussing. I'm Greg, head of the Medieval Meteorology Department here at Relative Disasters Incorporated.
0: And I'm Ella, chair of the Equine Necropsy Department here at Relative Disasters <laughs> University, where all we do is beat dead horses. Oh, sorry, I had to get there that it
1: is. in there. I knew, I knew it was coming. <laughs>
0: Uh, so this is a incredibly wild story.
1: Yeah, this is a bizarre one. And
0: Why have I never heard of this before? It's
1: It really is kind of a footnote of a story. If you want to boil it down, a freak storm whips up, wipes out a large percentage of an army, and they make peace directly afterwards. So the outcome of it is pretty great. But how mm-hmm. we get there is weird. So the Hundred Years' War, which... Depending on which historian you ask is anywhere from three to eight wars. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Three to eight wars lasting one hundred years.
1: Actually it lasts over a hundred years. Okay. The the hundred years war runs from thirteen thirty-seven to fourteen fifty-three. Jeez. This this is the thing. We've got the we've got the the Lancasters, we've got Joan of Arc. The Hundred Years War starts. Uh, as with most conflicts between England and France, with a disagreement over territory. Basically, Edward III of England uh, was king of England. He becomes king of England at the age of 17. Mm -hmm. His mom attempted to have him deposed. As you do. And he...
0: 17-year-old boys are horrible.
1: Led, basically, a coup d'etat against the de facto ruler of the country, and mm-hmm. he became uh, the king of England. Of course, he also declared himself the rightful heir to the French throne.
0: Well, I mean, if you're going to do a coup d'etat, why not, you why know, not really expand your horizons there? And so... You, you know you're going to start a war. Why not just, like, make it a big war? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, the French I can and, see that. and English had been fighting forever anyway. So... Uh, so, Edward starts the Hundred Years' War, d- declares that he is heir to the throne of France, mm-hmm. and the Hundred Years' War is an incredibly long, incredibly depressing, it's just this awful back-and-forth struggle. So, the first phase of the war uh, is called the Edwardian War, because King Edward. Edward, uh uh-huh. Things are going okay for him, but pretty standard. So, so the main form of warfare... So when we think about these things, we think about, you know, knights on horseback and charges in fields of battle and all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. that's not really how wars went. Wars were a succession of sieges. So you'd bring your army to the city, mm-hmm. you'd lay siege to it, and either the defenders would give up, and you'd take the city and probably massacre a whole bunch of people, depending on how they acted while you were besieging them. Right. Or the siege gets broken, you go away because you're running out of food or whatever, you burn down all the sur- surrounding villages and move on to the next city.
0: That is really boring.
1: A hundred really years boring. of yeah. this? A hundred years is... of
0: like trying to starve people or getting yep. starved
1: that's okay. siege warfare it is it okay. is it is not the you know the glorious charge across the field it is well, the,
0: that explains why it y- took so long
1: yes yeah. well most wars took quite a while because you know if you've got a nice castle why would you send your army out to fight in you know an open field hole up in your castle so i mean
0: <laughs> that's why i have a castle
1: it, yeah <laughs> that's why we all have castles we're up to here with castles anyway so edward in april Mm -hmm. uh lays siege to paris
0: edward really is an ambitious person isn't he he is uh
1: he and and he has a legitimate claim to the throne it's just not as legitimate as the person currently occupying the throne so you know okay so anyway so paris, he tries huh? to lay siege to paris okay it doesn't work and he can't goad them into you know in, uh, opening the gates and charging out and you know being stupid and having a mass battle that they will lose so mm-hmm. after a while edward gives up and marches to the next city on his list like you do um and of course he burns <laughs> down all the surrounding at villages First, you don't succeed <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's well this is how siege warfare works. If you don't take the city that you're besieging, you move <laughs> on to the next one. And the next one is the city of Chartres. Now,
0: and how many people is he dragging along with him as
1: he's He's got an army of around 10,000.
0: Holy goodness. Okay.
1: Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not this is not a weekend excursion. This is an army of about 10,000. Uh, he's got his son Edward the Black Prince with him. He's got Yikes. his. Oh yeah, uh, he's he's had success in earlier battles.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: he's he's fairly optimistic about how things have been going so far.
0: He's getting great so, at sieging.
1: He's excellent at sieging. <laughs> okay. So the next city on the list is the city of Chartres. Now Chartres is world famous for the Gothic cathedral.
0: Yeah, I've been there. It's uh, famous for its stained glass.
1: Yeah, some of yeah. Which, which some of that stained glass um, has been there since like
0: since Edward rolled up. Yeah,
1: uh, before since the yep. early twelve hundreds.
0: Holy pretty wild.
1: cow! Yeah, it's nuts. Um, so Chartres Cathedral is a huge deal, and it is you know a, b- a big big holy site for for France. So, he shows up on the fields outside of Chartres, and the defense of Chartres is led by the current Abbot of Cluny. So, the Abbot of Cluny is a guy alternatively known as Andruin or Odruin Mm -hmm. de La Roche, and he's in charge of Chartres' defenses. They have, like, five dudes and a kid to carry a bucket of water. They've got nobody. So they shelter behind their fortifications. All right. So the siege of Chartres begins. You got to (laughs) remember, King Edward III has about 10,000 guys with him. right? And the Abbot of Cluny has, you know, 15 dudes and a mop.
0: But he's defending other people, right? He's not just like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. They're they're defending the city. city of Chartres. Okay, so Sharper's gotcha. got, you know, its population, but not, uh, you know, it's not. And it's, it's a walled city? It's a walled city. It's a okay. fortified city. It's not walled in the way that we think of as walls, but back in the day, fortified. All right. So they hunker down and get ready for a siege. And then the storm hits. Okay. So this is where things get biblical.
0: <laughs> as they should. As
1: they do. So basically um the the abbot of cluny had ridden out earlier in the day. Mhm. And at this point I am going to cite uh our primary English source here which is a written work by Joshua Barnes. It was written in 1688.
0: Now you're sure that's in the public domain.
1: And it is in the public domain. Yes, I checked.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. I checked twice. <laughs>
1: i wanted to make sure okay (laughs) so this book uh has a you know a regular title for its time Mm -hmm. Uh, nowadays it is mostly known as the history of that most victorious monarch edward the third oh boy the full title (laughs) deep breath the history of that most victorious monarch, Edward Third, king of England and France and lord of Ireland, and first founder of the most noble Order of the Garter, being a full and exact account of the life and death of the said king, colon, together with that of his most <laughs> renowned son, Edward, Prince of Wales and of Aquitaine, surnamed the Black Prince, colon, faithfully and carefully collected from the best and most antient authors, domestic and foreign. By you Joshua really know Barnes. what you're
0: getting with this book, huh?
1: This is a series of three <laughs>
0: books. Oh boy.
1: And they are all just a delight. But anyway,
0: so reading
1: the only other really good source that we have for this is, uh, from the Chronicle of Jean Foissart,
0: which Mm -hmm. of course
1: is written entirely in French. And, um, my, my French is decent, but not great enough to translate on the fly. And Google translate is not, (laughs) not my favorite. Um, (laughs)
0: There's Are you sure you don't stuff. want to put the whole book into Google Translate? Oh my God, be great.
1: <laughs> this is like, and that's the thing. The Chronicle of Jean Foissart is like, uh, how 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 big is this? Uh, one point five million words.
0: Oh, so not that big. Nah,
1: nah, tiny, tiny, huh. a slim volume of poetry. <laughs> so that is insane. Jean Foissart mentions this storm. As Mm -hmm. a violent tempest of thunder and hail. Okay. The Joshua Barnes account says, A wonderful storm and tempest of thunder, lightning, rain, and hail. Interesting. Foissart doesn't mention the casualties. Uh, Joshua Barnes goes all in. Now, of course, this is one dude writing, you know, 50 years after this and... I'm sure exaggerating for effect, but he claims that a thousand of Edward's soldiers and up to 6,000 of his horses were killed in, in this, this storm. storm. So, so what winds up
0: one happening... So event? Yeah. Okay, that so is So what
1: winds up happening... Yeah, no, this is bananas. So what winds up happening is a... A giant storm blows up. The temperature plummets down below freezing.
0: So Um, lightning
1: starts touching down on the battlefield. So dudes are getting cooked in their armor. Ah! And hailstones, giant hailstones, start smashing into the English army. Two of the the leaders of the English army are killed. Which of course panics people, and you got to remember, like, about a thousand of these people in Edward's ten thousand strong army are continental mercenaries. They're not here for your war; they're here to get paid. So I mean, they kind of break all? off and do their own thing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, as soon as the lightning and hail starts, uh, discipline disintegrates. People start running around.
0: It's hard to it's hard to really imagine how terrifying a hailstorm yeah. can be. Like you don't. Yeah, really know what's happening.
1: I think the, I
0: think that there's the, no safe place if you're like out in a field.
1: N- no, no. Which you are. Trying to siege
0: people. Trying to besiege. <laughs> which you are. <laughs>
1: you know. And, and so I, I think the closest thing that I can think of is like, imagine all the footage you've ever seen of like Woodstock where there's just mm-hmm. people everywhere. And now imagine lightning and softball size hailstones flying down at those crowds. Like, the panic is going to be intense there's of no shelter their baggage trains get ripped and thrown around by the winds mm. and the the only source that mentions time says that basically this thing this storm lasted for almost half an hour
0: oh jeez
1: but that's it like half an hour
0: but that's a long time to be dodging softball-sized chunks yeah, of ice. Of ice
1: and lightning. In Don't your metal lightning. suit. In your metal suit, On suits. your exactly. horse. <laughs> on your horse. Which is not listening to you anymore because the horse no, wants to No, it wouldn't, would it? Yep. So basically, a combination... The, the casualties result of a combination of the intense cold,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: panic, the lightning, and... Other factors like hypothermia and everything would have killed people overnight as well. Right. However, Edward sees this as a sign from God.
0: Edward, I see this as a sign from I, Edward, God. Edward,
1: everybody sees this as a sign. So Now, I how wanna, are
0: you interpreting it, Edward? I wanna
1: I wanna read I wanna read to you a quote from uh, from Joshua Barnes' wonderful work, The History of That Most Victorious Monarch, Edward III. Okay quote there fell from heaven such a wonderful and that's full with two l's so in this context this is terrifying
0: Mm
1: -hmm. storm and tempest of thunder lightning rain and hail among the english army that it seemed as if the whole fabric of nature was falling to pieces and with all it was so excessive cold at the same time that cannot be imagined so that together with these arrows of God's anger, there perished no less than 6,000 horses and well nigh 1,000 men, among whom were several persons of quality. Now, by no, persons of quality... not end,
0: the persons of quality.
1: <laughs> end quote. So by persons of quality, <laughs> he means uh, people of noble blood. Right. That, that were leading, you know, the various units of the army. And if you, as a drafted peasant who's following their lord across france from england which is a very long walk uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) and wet uh and then you see your lord get brained by a hailstone or cooked in his armor by lightning Mm -hmm. you are rethinking a lot of the will of heaven right then and there
0: maybe i shouldn't be working for that dude anymore
1: maybe that dude isn't as righteous as i thought he was like this actually led to a severe religious uh you know problem for them because you got to remember the 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 right to be king is divine right right so it's a big deal anyway All edward right. is convinced that this is a sign from god against him
0: i don't know how much more obvious god could be here edward
1: <laughs> i mean that's the other thing Chartres, the city of Chartres, fine <laughs> a little oh. wet a little damp okay Hill doesn't even break windows. No lightning striking. It's just murdering the English army. So Edward dismounts from his horse and kneels in the direction of the Cathedral of Our Lady of Chartres Mm -hmm. and begins to pray.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Uh, what
0: does he say do we know he
1: made a solemn vow to almighty god that he would now sincerely and absolutely incline his mind to a final peace with france
0: that was not cool dude
1: that is a quote uh again from from our buddy josh okay. uh the part that i left out there is the closing bit if he might obtain good conditions <laughs> so even in this <laughs> it's like dude you're still playing an angle uh but then apparently he he actually undertakes the sacrament of confession, uh huh, and uh leaves Chartres, uh
0: huh,
1: pulls his whole army up says guys we're out, and wait wait uh, wait yep
0: <laughs> he pulls the half of the army that's still alive
1: oh no the nine tenths of the army that's still alive this army literally got decimated one tenth of they them do were with destroyed all...
0: okay I mean it's just. What there time of year are, is this? There are no
1: sources about what they did with the bodies. I have no idea.
0: What time of year is this?
1: Uh, it's April, so no, it's Easter Monday. Yeah, so you know, it's spring. It's just
0: a lot of dead horses to leave lying around. Yeah, in you're the gonna spring. get the,
1: you're gonna get ants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're, you're so gross. You're gonna get diseases. So is what you're gonna get. Right. I mean, I guess it's good that they're in a field away from all the people. Yeah.
1: So the the okay. French friar Jean de Venette credited the storm as a result of the English looting the French countryside during Lent. I um, mean, I mean obviously, obviously, that's
0: not how we should be fasting and uh, thinking about our spirituality.
1: Shakespeare actually mentions this uh, in The Merchant of Venice so anyway uh what's the I, quote do you know uh the quote is it was not for nothing that my nose fell a bleeding on black monday last at six o'clock in the morning mm. anyway, so andran de La roche rides out of Chartres and meets with edward and they hammer out a truce and that ends the edwardian phase of the hundred years war So we're 23 years into the 116 year long hundred years war. Okay. And we have our first truce.
0: Yay. Yay.
1: Um, So charming when they're little. He withdraws his army from Chartres. They Uh laid siege to Chartres for one day. And (laughs) peace breaks out. It's a great moment.
0: I just, I love that this did not settle the whole question. Like they still had to fight for another For another 95 years after something like
1: that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if
0: if God makes a statement like that and (sighs) then someone somewhere down the line is like, you know, we could really do some more fighting about this.
1: So interestingly enough, uh, the black death is right around the corner from here. Okay. Black death starts hitting in 1347. Um, Okay. We have basically just come out of this and we're in this massive war And it really starts to weaken royal authority.
0: Can I just say, it is amazing that humankind has lasted as long as it has upon the surface of this earth.
1: We are determined to... We are determined to exterminate
0: ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) And we've gotten really good at it. (laughs) Exterminating species
1: here. So this is a a neat little thing because basically everybody, everybody agrees that this is an act of god like a literal smiting sure but we're still gonna go back to war a couple years after this what are you gonna do Uh,
0: i just
1: can't have peace i mean peace is boring right (laughs) anyway
0: i've got a horse i've got a suit of armor what am i gonna use them for (laughs) if we're not doing war look all right i I
1: don't like plowshares i like my swords Anyway. (laughs) so that's basically it massive hailstorm swings up, ruins an army and ends a war until the war breaks out again a couple of years afterwards.
0: I will say the hailstorm part is really unusual and odd.
1: Right? Like it's Isn't it's the like... it's the massive temperature drop that gets me because everybody agrees that it's like you're having nice spring April weather you know, it's mm-hmm. April, May kind of nice weather. And then all of a sudden, temperatures down to nothing and you've got ice softballs being thrown at your head and lightning and lightning. Let's not forget the lightning.
0: Just it's such a weird thing to happen.
1: Yeah, it's bizarre. There is a history of of weird weather events uh, altering wars. And this is one of the, the most interesting ones because it happened so quickly and mm-hmm. d- killed so many people i mean even if we agree that joshua barnes is exaggerating his figures here even if just a, a couple hundred people got killed by this that would be
0: mm-hmm. a lot of people <laughs> i'm just trying to get my head around like is this weather usual for that area nope, is this the kind of all. area that Nope, because I have never heard of like, be careful when you're in France. There are massive (laughs) hailstorms. Will just show up and kill you. (laughs) Do not wear your armor in a hailstorm.
1: It's probably the massive amounts of death are probably not all from just the storm. Like you'd have to do a lot of lightning strikes to kill a thousand guys. You'd have to, but hypothermia. Spooked horses running this way and that. Sure, injury the
0: from hailstones. That injury from fatal the hailstones because they can't get treated. And
1: and and let's not forget, like even just lowering the temperature like mm-hmm. that. In the Chronicle of London, there is a quote that says, uh, "So bitter cold that many men died for cold," mm. which is a weird, like, huh. anyway.
0: That's really bizarre. I can't so, believe I've never heard of this.
1: It's it's a weird little footnote in the Hundred Years War, which is why most people, if they have heard of it, are like, oh, yeah, it's what ended the first phase. But <laughs> but the first but, phase. but my goodness, like so the 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 nobles being killed in the storm was also a huge deal because uh,
0: excuse you, the persons of quality. Thing.
1: Yes, the persons of quality. <laughs> it's like like that just was not done. Mm-hmm. You know, these were these were these were people who would be looked after by God, right? Because God is on their side, wow. and then all of a sudden, splut! There goes you know.
0: The thing about smiting is, you know, it's mm-hmm. always for a reason. And if when you we, get smited, we or historical smited, <laughs> Smit- smitings are. <laughs> I mean, that's like God pointing a finger down at you and saying, "You." Need to not breathe anymore.
1: I always like that that, uh, that far side where God's finger is hovering over a keyboard and the key says smite on it.
0: <laughs> I, I just think that I, far side. I love the concept.
1: So that's it. That's Black Monday. Okay. That's that Black was Monday.
0: Truly bizarre and disturbing.
1: It's a weird little storm that <laughs> if if we can believe our buddy Josh's figures wiped out a tenth of the English army. Craziness. It's crazy.
0: It's It's nuts. Although we gave you slightly exaggerated credentials at the top of the show, we do fact-check our stories in an effort to give you the best disaster experience possible. If you'd like to read more about our sources, a complete bibliography is available in our show notes. If we got anything wrong, please let us know.
1: You can do that by emailing us at relative.disasters at gmail.com, or if you'd like to shame us publicly, use our Instagram at relative.disasters. We hope you've enjoyed the story and the discussion, and please join us next time for another strange, dangerous, and interesting event from history. My sister has selected our next disaster. What's it going to be, Ella?
0: Uh, We have another short one for you next week. This is going to be a uh, discussion on (laughs) quite possibly the worst movie ever made, the John (gasps) Wayne movie, The (gasps) Conqueror. Yes! And how it might possibly have killed John Wayne Susan Hayward and a bunch of other people, twenty-five other people involved in the production. So we're getting all of our Hollywood a-listers in there.
1: This doesn't sound like a short one to me. This sounds like a full length.
0: Well, you know, once you realize that the Nevada proving grounds is involved, (laughs) (laughs) I know it does get a little lengthy. (sighs) Uh, But sources are not uh, super, super Super. abundant. Yeah, I guess so. uh, I'm digging up what I can, and I think it'll be a really good story.
1: That sounds like an amazing disaster, and I can't wait to talk about it with you.